Your family is the one place that you're always supposed to belong. But I think most of us know that's not always true. Family is more complicated than that. And the people who make up your family aren't always related to you by blood. In this episode, produced by Vanessa Ballantek, we'll explore what it's like to grow up in a blended family. When your family doesn't necessarily match the traditional model, how does that affect your idea of belonging as you get older? This is Same Difference. Every time I get asked about my family, the conversation always goes a little something like this. I have a half-brother, three half-sisters, a stepbrother, and a full sister. Really? That's complicated. Yeah, you have no idea. My family changed forever when I was just seven years old. It's always kind of awkward explaining to others that my dad left my mom for another woman and that the man my mom remarried is someone I don't really get along with. Growing up, I looked to my friends who had seemingly perfect families. Intact, together, and normal. I kind of felt like the odd one out. And it's nice to know I'm not alone. About one in four marriages include stepchildren in the United States, and one in ten children in Canada are living as part of a stepfamily. Although these figures showcase how the common family dynamic model is changing, what it doesn't address are the fractured relationships, the mixed emotions, and the complications that arise when forming a new family from fragments of others. I put out a call on Reddit, asking if anyone who had grown up in blooded families would be willing to talk about their experiences with me. I didn't expect so many people to come forward, or that the following conversations would feel so therapeutic. To me and many others, this is what being in a blended family was like. Even just with my mom and stepfather, it didn't feel like a cohesive unit for me or my sister because they weren't even on the same page. Um, they had very different parenting styles and at the end of the day my mom would just sort of um, just really passively go with whatever my stepfather wanted. Meet Christy. At 40 years old, she spent the latter half of her teenage years and young adulthood growing up in a blooded family with her mom and stepdad and five other siblings from another marriage. Yeah, the, the two adults in my life were just kind of caught up in their own stuff, especially my stepdad having five kids of his own um, and kind of fostering a bit of a com competitive vibe in our house between his kids and my mom's kids. Um, it just felt like, you know, it, I couldn't go to them for anything. So I probably would have said to my younger self, find an adult who would be happy to help um, whether it's just advice or something simple like that. For Christy, a big reason why she thinks her childhood turned out the way it did is due to her own parents' upbringing. I think I was quite resentful for a long time. Like, why didn't she do this? She should have done that. And my life is very materially affected by things I saw as her shortcomings. Um, but then, as I got a bit older, and I understood, like, what her upbringing was like, which really didn't prepare her to be, 
you know, a really together, stable, loving parent because she didn't really have that. Dr. Maurice Foro is a clinical psychologist and director of clinical training and research at the Family Psychology Center. I reached out to her because of her 20 years of experience working with families and complex familiar relationships. Here's what she had to say. boyfriend and never went through this his parents are still married and so sometimes I try to explain to him what his kids might be feeling um, or what it was like for me while Christy tries to figure out how she can leverage her unique experience in a blended family for her own family now others are trying to figure out how to heal properly from the wounds of the past Meet Kaylee, a university student, nanny, and preschool teacher all in one. She's lived half of her life in a nuclear family household and the other half switching between her mom and dad's. Her mom moved out and started dating a man who had three children of his own, creating a complex and at times precarious family dynamic for everyone. It was her parents' divorce that really triggered a change in her life. I, I was really angry. I reacted very intensely, very aggressively. My sister and my brother were a little bit more emotional, but I was just, in my head, I was just thinking, how dare you? Like, how could you do this? Freshman year, they just fought all year long, but in my sophomore year, I noticed that my mom just wasn't coming home. And she would, like, some nights she would tap on my window, like, in the middle of the night or in the morning and, like, ask me to let her in. So that's when I kind of knew things were going really, really wrong. And I noticed that my mom didn't want to kiss my dad anymore and things like that. So kind of inklings of just little clues going on. During that first year, first two years, I would say, I was kind of going back and forth between my parents because I was just so angry at both of them. And then I would I would just switch. It was it was really hard. There wasn't a lot of stability. And at my my parents at this time, they couldn't even talk to each other. They hated each other. Kaylee had a rough time trying to reconcile her parents and trying to blend into her new family a few years later. For a teenage girl going through a traumatic event such as this, she did her best to stay strong. Listening to her speak, I was kind of reminded of myself. I felt like I wanted to just take me and my siblings out of the situation and just let them fight it out on their own. So I kind of stepped up and I had to kind of take on the roles of each of the parents that weren't in each other's houses anymore. And my family just kind of hated me for it. It was really, really hard, like cooking and cleaning and 
homework and soccer practice and trying to keep everybody together. And they just, they just didn't understand why I felt like I had to do that. She took refuge in other households where she could be reminded of what a healthy family dynamic was supposed to feel like. Even today, I kind of do the same. When I go to over to my boyfriend's house, it's, it's different and it's kind of nice and it's, it's really strange to me that they can all sit in a room together and have like even both sides of the grandparents and it's the weirdest thing that he only has one set of grandparents on either side like it's it's just strange so i think it would be strange if i had a nuclear family and yeah i i don't think i don't think my family was cut out to be a nuclear family I know for me, I always enjoy going to my boyfriend's house or my friend's houses, anything that just resembled something normal. Eating dinner together, watching TV together, doing things together. It's nice being a part of a family that functions well together. In terms of other relationships with people in her family, they were strained. It does feel like I'm estranged from all parts of the family because another thing with like the blended families too is that a lot of the elements don't really blend like friends and stuff so you feel and like aunts and uncles and families it felt like as soon as my mom entered that relationship and started creating these relationships with the other people it felt like all of our past relationships just kind of dropped away, like friends and family. We just stopped seeing them and things like that. Maurice goes into this a bit more. So if they're in a blended family, that means that one of their own original parents is not there in the home. Um, and so that, that's one of the keys in terms of belonging. What are those relationships like? I mean, has that parent passed away? Is that parent you know, out of their life for other reasons? Is their relationship still intact? How often do they see them? How do they, all the adults get along? What do the, um, the new sort of parenting couple, um, how do they handle the other parent that's on the outside of that relationship? And so the adults can do a lot to build the child's a sense of belonging within this new structure, um, which would then also impact the relationships that they have with friends and school and community um but if those adults don't create that structure and the child is kind of left on their own to either have these separate relationships or to feel like they've been abandoned by one or more of those caregivers then that's when we often see difficulties with a feeling of belonging beyond the hardships that she experienced trying to navigate her two different family dynamics there were still good times. I feel like I kind of got the best of both worlds. I mean, we had like the kind of nuclear family, but we were like a fun nuclear family. Like dad was always a little tipsy and funny and mom was always shopping and buying us things and stuff like that. And we were pretty normal up until, up until middle school. I think just the stress of everything, the shopping and the drinking just got to them. Listening to Kaylee talk about her experience growing up in a nuclear family, I wish I had the same thing. And 
realizing that I never fully had that relationship with my dad once he moved out of our house made it more clear that that really signified him being out of my life. But what about people who could successfully blend into their new families? The people who reached out to me often had themes of depression, cheating, alcoholism, addictions, and resentment in a lot of their stories. But Victoria? Her experience growing up in a blended family is something I think we all want. Oh, I absolutely felt like I belonged in both of my families, and I believe that all of my sisters felt that way as well. I mean, part of it might have helped that of the five of us, none of us had the same set of parents, so none of us felt like the odd one out in the family group, because all of us were odd ones out. We all had a crazy family dynamic. Um, I, I think that I wasn't alone and in that my siblings all felt equally loved and wanted. Victoria had that security and assurance that a lot of us never got to have. I was listening to her and I was absolutely encaptured by her experience because it was so opposite of mine. I really wanted to share my story because I know that there are a lot of there are a lot of people that stay in unhappy relationships, unhealthy relationships because they're afraid, you know, they want to stick together for the kids and they're afraid that a divorce or a future blended family is going to, you know, really just be awful. And But in my experience, it, it wasn't. I think that my parents did the right thing by separating. They weren't happy with each other, and it led to such wonderful things. I got so many sisters out of it. I got so many extra birthdays and extra Christmases and all these cool things that I got to experience that I never would have otherwise. Um, and I think with my own situation, with my kids, I have thrived since that relationship ended, and I think that my children are the better for it. I asked Maurice what she thinks is needed from caregiver's side in creating a successful blended family. I think um, one of the most important things to say to them as well is that it's also not their fault that they're, if they're experiencing problems adjusting or the child is, that it is an incredibly difficult, challenging, confusing, stressful time as much as it can be a really lovely, you know, um, beautiful time in their life and exciting. Um, and that reaching out for support and coaching and, and you know, trying to learn um, how they're going to deal with these challenges um, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them as a parent, um, that it's really easy to feel guilty, and it's really common to feel like um, incompetent or afraid to deal with some issues head on, but that usually once parents do that, and they face some of the challenges and, and work through them, even making small changes, that it can make a really big difference to the entire family's um, happiness as well as to that child that they're trying to support. Victoria chimes in on this too. I think that what makes a successful and happy blended family is very similar to what makes any family with multiple children happy and successful. I mean, you have to understand 
what's what works for and what's important to each child. Um, but I think that and ensuring that all the parents involved are on the same page and cooperating and uh, really just putting the children first before their own, you know, grudges is the most important thing. And there's other complicating factors, like sometimes the parent that's new to that child um, is of a different race or a different um, religious background or a different cultural background. And then, of course, that brings a new layer of complexity in terms of a sense of belonging. Um, and all of these things can be worked through, but it really uh, depends on the adults and, and, and the caregivers involved and how well they can work through them. After listening for everyone account for their experiences in blended families, it gave me more perspective on my own. Not only was it therapeutic for me to listen to all these different experiences and find differences but commonalities in them, but it was a way for me to feel like I belonged, that other people were feeling things that I was, and I wasn't alone, stranded on an isolated island by myself. I think having someone like Maurice walk me through the different situations and tell me what's going on on the parent side, on the children's side, it was really helpful. I'm sure for people out there listening, if you're from a blended family or you're trying to blend, I hope it's helpful too. Whether if you're trying to blend or trying to figure out how to survive living in a family that's not the one that you grew up in, reach out to people that you love find resources on how to adapt to the situation. And remember that you're not alone. There's other people who are going through the same thing that you are, even if it doesn't feel that way. And I hope this podcast episode is a testament to that. Family. Oftentimes the most complex thing ever. And Vanessa Ballantech really showed us how no two families are the same. Thanks to our executive producer, Emily Morantz, associate producer, Manuela Vega, Artwork by Ben Shelley, theme music composed by John Powers. I'm your host, Gracie Bryson. And last but not least, shout out to Amanda Capito, an awkward conversation. And remember, fitting in is overrated. <laughs>